If you would, if you would, let's turn in our Bibles this morning to 1 John chapter 4. If you're joining us with broadcast, we're a little late getting on this morning. But we're worth the wait. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're ministering on the I am elephant, element. Elephant, hallelujah. The I am element. Now I'm going to ask you the same question or give you the same survey I gave you last week, but we're going to ask you a question. In a nationwide survey among born again adults, none of the individuals, none, that would be zero, of the individuals interviewed said that the single most important goal in their life was to be a committed follower of Jesus Christ. So I want to ask River Church this morning if you will dispute that survey with me. So say this after me. The single most important, the single most important goal, in goal in my life is to be a committed, to be a follower, committed follower of Jesus. Of Jesus. So let's say it together. The single most important goal in my life is to be a committed follower of Jesus. Well, we blew that survey up. I don't have a goal that's more important than that. How about you? That's it. That's it. We're not fitting church into our life. Church is our life. Hallelujah. We're not fitting Jesus in. He is our life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, what I want to minister on this morning and probably next Sunday or two is going to seem very common to you. It's going to seem like, okay, see Jane run, see, Jay, see Jane swipe the toy out of Sally's hands or something like that. It's basic stuff. But, we, but I have found, and you know this, that uninterrupted time, uninterrupted time, is an atmosphere where precious things become common. They become unworthy. They become average. Let me read it again. Uninterrupted time is a place where precious things become common. So that's why we have a birthday for people every year. Because they would just be common. But once a year, on their day, we... We jack up the world for them. Are y'all here this morning? We, we say, you are the one, and if you don't do that for somebody, shame on us. We should celebrate birthdays because we're celebrating the person. The birthday is just the arbitrary date that we choose. But we celebrate their birthdays. We celebrate holidays. We all celebrate holidays that we don't know what, the, what we're celebrating. What is Labor Day? I don't know. I don't know. What is, what is Indigenous People Day? It's not a holiday, I can tell you. But anyway, so, uh, but what we do is we refocus value. When we visit those things, when we have a birthday party, what do you, what do you want for your birthday? We want to get you what you want. Come over here. We're going to blow up the the table with a cake and, and uh, celebrate and give gifts and, and have fun. And it's all about you. So it, it reinvests value and worth to somebody. Like, well, yeah, I didn't even know y'all knew me and 
Here you are bringing me presents. First John 4, 4. Are you there? Okay, let's read it together. Ready, read. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Well, let's read the last part again, first person. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I want to remind you all this morning that we've already won every fight. You don't have any troubles. Greater is he that is in you than he that is everywhere else. Greater, greater, of greater magnitude, greater longevity and stamina, greater power, greater money, greater love. Greater is he that is in you than everything else that you'll ever face. The passion says the one who is living in you is far greater than he that is in the world. Far greater. Far greater. It's not close. The church has made the devil big and God little. Has made it a match. Like the wrestling or the boxing matches you see. Well, it's, it's dodo brain against dodo breath. And they're going to box and it's, it's a fight to the finish. Well, who cares? The Weist translation says you have gained a complete victory over them. Let's get our perspective here. Let's, let's, sometimes it gets a little blurry. In John 3, 3, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again. Except a man be born again, the Lord Jesus says, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The, the Lord said it. Unless he gets born again, he cannot. Not close enough. Not I went to church. Not mama's buried out back. Not I've always been a member of this. Or, no. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The cotton patch, which is always out there, I want to make it clear, Jesus answered, that no one can be a member of God's family unless he is fathered from above. So it's a, it's a transaction, isn't it? It's a transaction. Uh, they say the Muslims, that in their lifetime, every Muslim has to go to Mecca. You have to, if you can, you have to make a visit. It's, it's, uh, and in the uh, Old Testament, all the Jews were encouraged to go visit Jerusalem three times a year and get into a festival and a, and a feast and everything. Well, that, that was transactions. They could count them up and say, okay, you got to come this year. You're, you've just got two in. Well, we only have one thing. We must be born again. You got to be sure. If you, if you don't remember, if you unplug the waffle iron or the, the, the waffle maker or the ironing board when you went to town and you drove back because you weren't sure, you should make sure you're born again. You should go to Romans chapter 10, verse 9, and you, shall con you should confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe that God raised him from the dead and get saved. Uh, the Wade version says, unless a man is begotten from above. Begotten. Begotten. That's a word that's talking about birth, isn't it? Begotten. Uh, being born again is changing fathers. Sometimes in your family, you may have an occasion to know about somebody 
that got a stepfather or a stepmother, but a stepfather that they, it didn't work out. Daddy, daddy left or daddy died or daddy's not there. And mama married another man and got refathered in a sense. Was not begotten, but still got a new father. Before the cross, Jesus was the only begotten son, wasn't he? But it says in Romans 8, 29, that he is the firstborn among many brethren. Now, that that's not so much talking about him, but that's talking about you and me. The brethren part puts us kind of in that same brethren, which would be we have the same father or we are the same level or the same degree of worth and and authority and and access. We have jurisdiction. We can all go to the father the same. That's what it means. You, you everybody can step right in. Whereas in religions that we have now, you have to have a priest that steps in for you. And you confess your sins to them and all that. And, and they, they, they take care of it for God. It's kind of like an exchange system. It's kind of like a booking agent that you want to go to the concert well or you want to go to the movie. You go to Fandangle and they book your, room, book your, your seat and everything. Well, <laughs> we've been refathered from above. Praise God. First John 5, 4. Would you turn there? You're, you're right there. Verse four says, for, who's, what, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Let's put that in. Let's put that in. What makes me able to overcome the world? Well, the default in the world would be money or power or that'd be both or position. That'd be power. But that's not us at all. I can overcome the world and not have anything. Matter of fact, we do overcome the world. And many times we don't have anything. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory. <laughs> the word's Nike. Uh, that overcometh the world, even our faith. This is the victory that overcometh the world system. Even our faith. The word overcometh there is, is a word that connotes to win the case. So you go into court with your case. And your advocate steps up and says, your, your honor, we move. This charges be dismissed for lack of evidence. This man didn't commit anything. And so we are set free. Turn with me uh, uh, to uh, Ephesians chapter one, please. Let's just review these things. I, I do. I would never bore you, but I do want to have all of us to build the foundation. I, we were talking earlier and have been talking about people that have such great troubles in their life. And you, you want to band-aid them. You want to say, well, tell your husband this or tell your kids that or, or uh, uh, see if you can say it this way. All of that is just kind of a band-aid. It doesn't really fix anything until the foundation is fixed. You can't fix anything. Everything you build on, it's not level, it's not square, and it never turns out. It's, it's wonky, as we say. And so 
we all want to build, but we cannot build without a foundation. That's, that's why we can't go fast. You, you, there's no fast gospel where you just come in and we're going we're gonna to throw prosperity on you. We're going to throw healing on you and uh, you're, you're going to be just fine. You've got to build a foundation that qualifies you for prosperity and supply and for healing and, and health. You have to have a foundation of who you are in him. Otherwise, you don't know what you have and how to keep it or what you can do. So Ephesians chapter one, verse 16 says, cease not to give thanks. He said, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory. May give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Well, wouldn't that be handy? Wouldn't that make your day go faster and and I, I, I don't I cease not to give thanks for you that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Wow. You could see what was not seen. You could see what was not revealed. You could see into the secret places. You could be, see behind things around the corner. I cease not to give thanks for you that ye may know what is the hope of his calling. Wow. The hope of his calling. He's got a calling on us. This is major stuff. This is like, well, it's just like the rest of it. It's just like the begats. It's on black ink on white paper. But this is, this is me. This is you. The hope of his calling and, number two, what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, the riches of the glory of his inheritance. Now, I maintain that we hadn't tapped it out. I maintain that we have fallen short of the glory of God in the sense of what's available, the potential, and where, what we are accessing. Now, praise God, we're all going to heaven. And if that's good enough for you, well, then that's, that's what you'll have. But that's not good enough for me. I want to access the glory of God. I want to see the inheritance. I want to be used of God. I want God to, to say when I, when I get there, add a boy, Michael, add a boy. This stuff was hidden, not hidden from you, but hidden for you. And add a boy for digging it out and believing it and sharing it and demonstrating it. Add a boy. I want the add a boy. You go, well, whatever. Heaven's good enough for me. You are, you are a fool. You do not know what God has he held up, held in store for us. You, you, good enough is never good enough. Just a little cabin over on the hill is what they used to sing. That's not us. That's not God. And what are you going to do with your life anyway? I'm speaking to the camera, y'all. What, what are we going to do with our life anyway? Because... You got to spend it anyway. Every minute's the same for the born again as far as the and the reprobate. You might as well spend it for God. It's way more cool and there's a reward. And then verse 19, verse 19, number three. We got number one, the hope of his calling. 
Number two, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And number three, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? How much power? According to the working of his mighty power. Now, we could just stay here for a day or six. And we'd have a big time. But you got to be willing. We're all signed up for the next level. You cannot jump levels. That's, that's a real thing in the, in, the, in the body of Christ to say, okay, I told him I'd go where he wants me to go and do what he wants me to do. Well, you can only, you can only go to one level. You have to acclimate at that level of what you said I'll sign up for in your serving, in your prayer, in your devotion, in your faithfulness, in your giving. And then he reveals another level. And it just, you can't ever, you can't ever tap him out. But you can't go there from here. You, that's why there's apostles and prophets and that's why there's these different offices and, and different levels is that we go one level at a time. So he said, he said, here, here's what, I'm going to show you the whole thing. I'm going to show you the whole thing, which is uh, his calling, his glory, and his power. And we just say, Lord, I'll take all of it. And he shows us what we can handle and grows us into that. Amen. So that locates us, doesn't it, somewhat? If you say there's more than what I'm experiencing, there is. There is. River Church is not tapped out. We are not, we are not tapped out. There's more. You go, what's the holdup? Well, it's us. It's all of us. It's me, it's you, it's all of us that we're, we're, we're tapping out. But the truth is, let's see, did we get verse 19? Yes. What is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power? So these are all aspects or details of the glory of God, of the zoe of God, the zoe of God, the nature, the DNA, the, the essence of God. Who is God? What makes God God? Zoe is what separates him from every other thing. You go, well, what, what are we just like God? Well, only to the place and point that we take on and put in and allow him to marinate us in his, his essence, Zoe. So you can birth a child and it looks just like the parents or whatever. But if you don't raise that child, if you give that child to somebody else, they're going to be they're going to take on the attributes of whoever raised them. It's like, well, no, it'll be just like me because and they'll act like me because that's my I, I passed my DNA into them. No. There's culture, there's atmosphere, there's whatever. So we have to constantly be coming back to the source of our birth the new birth and, and accessing his essence for our own life. And where we go to be away from that is the world. 
If we go into the world, then we're accessing another DNA of the father, the, the, your, our, your father, the devil. So, so we try to stay away from that. But sometimes the differences or the obvious things are not, we don't see them. It's like, this isn't bad. Well, it is bad because it's not him. So the life of the eternal one the, is the life of God. Not so much in a time thing. He's eternal, but it's the life of the eternal one. His life gives you eternal life, but it's not so much quali quantity, it's quality. It's absolute life. Uh, John 5, 4 uh, yeah, let's turn there. I, I could read it, but let's just let's turn to John 5, 4. Zoe, life as God has it. His life. So that would be absolute life, wouldn't it? The word says in James, in him there is no shadow of turning. There's no darkness. There's no death. It's total life. It says in John chapter 5 verse 24, uh, verily, verily, the Lord Jesus said, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believe on him that sent me hath everlasting life. Hath Aeonius Zoe has life. One of its attributes is, is that it's eternal. But the truth is, if you don't get born again, you're going to exist in some form forever. So that's not the attribute that is attributed to this. It just means you're going to have the quality of God's life forever. And shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. So what happened at the new birth? Well, I went to heaven. Well, that's not what happened. You passed from death, Thanatos, unto life, Zoe, a big transaction. One of the attributes of being full of Zoe is that you are righteous before God and you are going to be allowed into heaven. Welcome into heaven, ushered into heaven, made a place for us, each of us in heaven. But... Uh, uh, Thanatos is absolute death. And we talked about that the other day, about you are of your father, the devil. The things that he do, you do also. So we talked about the, the ace of spades, how black that is. And I tell you again, this, this, this incursion in, the, uh, uh, in Gaza and the demonstration of those people as they came into Israel and massacred those people, the children, the mothers, the, the, all of them, is evidentiary of this demonic, demon, devilish life. They were, they were sociopath. That's a scale on the human that humans can say what level of sociopath. This one is off the charts. This one is, this is the ultimate that they were able to do that. And I heard the other day about one guy, a Hamas guy, picked up a, an Israeli phone and called his mother 
and was just rejoicing to his father and his mother that he had killed 10 Jews. Just was ecstatic. I've done it. I'm so proud. I'm and daddy says, well, we're so proud of you. Just just total lack of life, total lack of light. Well, that's where we were. I'm, we were all that. Before you were born again, you weren't a better version of that. That's who we were. That's who I was. Culturalized, you couldn't recognize us. You couldn't pick us out because we didn't have a machine gun and we didn't have a scarf around our head. We weren't, but we were. Y'all, we got to get to that. We got to get to that, that we were sinners. We were of our father, the devil. We were sinners. We weren't pretty good and got an upgrade. That's the point I'm making because so many said, well, you know, I got, I got saved, but I didn't really need it. I just topped it off, just topped it off. You know, in case I was missing anything, we just topped it off. No, you were of your father, the devil. And you were a Hamas member at butchering babies and killing people. So as dead as we were, that's how alive we are now in God. We are total light, total life, totally filled with him. Totally. There's no residue of that left over. Then we're sealed in our, holy, in our spirit by the Holy Ghost. So sin can't touch us. The devil can't touch you. People say, I, they've got a broken spirit. No, they don't. We are perfect. If you're born again, you're perfect in your spirit and sin cannot touch you. That's why Adam fell is he wasn't sealed. But we're all sealed by the Holy Ghost. And we, we don't just fall in and fall out of being saved. We're sealed. There is a way that you can, you can deny the new birth and go that way. There is a way. It's in Hebrews. But it's, it's not applicable to most people. And we'll find out where the line is when we get to heaven or not. I don't know. I've been refathered from above. Zoe in the Vines Expository Dictionary. I looked it up. Zoe. I have come that you might have life and have it to the full, Jesus said. It means life as a principle. So it's a standard. It's a foundation. It's a root. It means life in the absolute sense. I would expect God to have tapped out whatever he is. It's life as God has in himself and as the son has manifested to the world. Zoe life is absolutely free of restrictions, free of limitations, free of conditions. It's perfect. Zoe life is perfect. And so the more life we get in us, the more life we get in us, by meditating the word, being with people that have Zoe, it's transmittable. It's, it's, uh, it's tangible, but it's transmittable. So if you want to distribute the Zoe life that's in you, you would be like Jesus was when the woman with the issue of blood touched her, his garment. It was transmitted. The other day I read, I don't know, we've always said that Zoe could only be stored up in cloth because of that story. But the other day, somebody said they sent a piece of paper to somebody. I'm just saying what I heard. And uh, they, they grabbed it and believed they received and they were healed on a piece of paper. Just who knows what the limits are on God. He, he's doing anything. So you can change. Listen, 
Our power is that we can change anything by transmitting Zoe into something else. We can change it. So what we're doing is we're, we're getting smarter. We're getting more uh, uh, fluid with the word of God concerning healing. But we're building ourselves up on our most holy faith and we're we're putting the word in. We're praying in the Holy Ghost, putting the word in and we're with saints and we hear the good news. Zoe is charged up like a battery. And so when we go out and just say, well, darling, let, watch this. Jesus, Jesus, the Christ heals you and lay hands on them and suddenly they're changed. Works real good on the lost and the backslid. Sometimes the saints, they've got a little, they've got a little something in there that resists healing. I've noticed. Let's see if we got time. I mean, I'm, I'm, let me read this to you in John chapter five. Let's see, are we in John? Yeah, we're in John. So let's look in verse 26. I re we read 24, 26. For as the father hath life in himself, as the father has Zoe in himself. Y'all agree? The, the father has Zoe in himself. Then the Lord Jesus himself said, so hath he given to the son to have life in himself. So the Lord Jesus became the distribution point for Zoe life. The life of God then flows out of him into us. So when we're born again, we receive the Zoe life of Jesus, of the Father through the Lord Jesus. The Ryu version, for the Father being as he is the source of life, has made the Son the source of life. That's why no one can come to the Father except by him, the Lord Jesus. He is the source of Zoe life. So goodness, just being good, sin free, if you could be, is not enough. You, you wouldn't, in that scenario that can't be, but you would not have anything dark in you or not have any sin in you, so to speak, but you'd have no life because all the life from the Father comes through the Son. It has to come through Him. He is the only distributor of it. John 1, we're right there. Let's turn to John 1, verse 4. It says, in Him was life. In Him the Word. In Him the Lord Jesus was Zoe, and the Zoe was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness. Look, look. And the darkness comprehendeth it not. I, I looked at in another version. It says the darkness could not overcome it. And we know that in a room. You go into a dark room. If you shine your flashlight in there or turn on the light, the light dominates the darkness, doesn't it? Of course it does. The tailor says the darkness can never extinguish it. So you can't lose with the stuff we use. Hallelujah. Uh, then in Acts 26, 18, it says to turn them from darkness to light. And then he explains it. And from the power of Satan unto God. So darkness is the power of Satan. And light is the power of God. Colossians 1.13 says... You know this one, who hath delivered us out of the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Darkness, his dear son.
polar opposites. Philippians says, I can do all, do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I want to point out here that I can do all things through Christ is not the same as I can do all things with the help of Christ. It's not me doing it. I I'm, I'm have to go through him. In Jesus' name, I'm transposed into him. It's not like, well, Lord, I'm going to do this on my own. And if I get into a bind, I need you to come by and help. That's not what that means. It means we turn it over to him. I can do anything that he sent me to, that he wants to finish. I can do anything. I am his hands and his mouth, his feet in that. So sometimes people get a little liberal. They get a little, uh, uh, I want to do it. I don't want God taking the credit. I don't want to owe him. A lot of people out there are saying, I, I don't want to be indebted to God. Oh, my goodness. If only you knew. If you only had a clue. Uh, Ephesians 2.10. If I went there one, if that was my last scripture, would you all turn there with me? <laughs> Ephesians 2.10. Let's see where we are here. Oh, oh, I mean. Let's just talk about Jesus and let's just talk about who we are in him. That's, if you knew that, then you could know what you could do. You'd be unafraid of a devil. You know, we're not afraid of devils that are just in people that sit there and we go, yeah, I think he's got a devil. Yeah. Okay, we're going to cast it out. Just sit there and don't say nothing. We're going, to, we're going to do work on you. But we might not feel the same if you had a full-blown demonstration of demonic powers in Africa where witch doctors turned into other creatures and actually levitated things and actually, yeah, that might be a little different. So we need to know who we are for that degree of devil so that everything else will be under our power. It says in verse 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ, in Christ. We are created in Christ Jesus unto good works. We're not created unto good works. We're created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Uh, the Jerusalem said we are God's work of art. Y'all didn't think I was pretty, but the word says I'm a work of art. Hallelujah. It's kind of abstract art. You know, it's kind of, you're going to have to look at it a different way than just normal straight up. Hallelujah. The, the New Living says that we are God's masterpiece. Wow. Now we're going to just let that soak in just for a second. I mean, I am personally his masterpiece for all of my mess ups and shortcomings and failures, all the things that are in my past, all the books, the volumes that could be wrote about me or you that didn't work out, that didn't line up, that, that we regretted. And some of them we didn't, don't even know about. He said, that's my masterpiece. I had the last touch on it and it turned out perfect. The, new, the 20th century said we are God's handiwork 
created by our union with Christ. So here what we, what we have is that Jesus is the pattern. I like what uh, Pastor Buzzy said about the pattern. He said uh, that uh, Jesus was the cookie cutter. And the Lord just stamped us out with his, with his mold, his pattern. We, we, we are made exactly in the pattern of him. Now, if you believe that, and that's the whole thing, is do you believe that? Why would we teach a lesson on basics, foundations, the ground floor, and then have to believe it? Because it's the most unbelievable thing. Everything else is hit and miss. Well, I don't know if it'll work or not, but I'm going to lay hands on them and I'm going to speak to the devil and I'm going to call, speak to the mountain. We, we can all do that with no expectation that it necessarily will happen. And if it doesn't happen, if nothing changes, we're good with that. We're not good with that, but we, we can live with that. But if we went down deep and said, what would happen if Jesus was here and he did that? What if he spoke to the mountain? You think it'd move? What if he said to the fig tree, be dried up from the roots? And the next day you came out down the road and there it was. Oh, we don't, we have a high expectation of him. It's called 100%. And then he said, we're made in him. We, we don't know. There's too much of this up here. Praise God for some of us that don't have that much up here. You know, it's not, the, the jump isn't quite as big. Oh my, who are you? You're the most powerful entity on the planet. Not President Biden, not Prime Minister Netanyahu, not, not Putin or Z or D. None of those are the most important. It's you. They're unregenerate. All of them are unregenerate. I can tell you, they're all unregenerate. They're all black as the ace of spades inside. Maybe you say, I shouldn't judge them. Oh, well, you'll know them by their fruits. We, we know. We know exactly what's there. And we're, we're praying for people to get born again. But uh, you're at the top. You've got the chart. And you're at the top. Everything is under your dominion and control. Everything. The Lord said, I'll back you up in anything you do. If you will just believe, I will back you up in anything you do. He said, if you can trust me, I'll back you up. I'll make this thing fly. I'll make this thing go through. I'll make this thing happen. Now, I've just preached to you the most powerful message of my life. Even though, even though, even though you knew all of it. We all knew all of it. But this is a football. Coach Bryant said, amen. So isn't it wonderful to be so wonderful and feel like I'm so human and I'm so, I've got so many things that aren't working and my money and my body and all this stuff is not, is not lining up. And yet, and yet, it's all lined up. So I'm going to, I'm going to make a change. We're going to all make a change in our, as we purpose in our heart. We're all going to change and say, I'm going to believe that. 
As he is, so am I in this world. I'm going to believe that. And if I believe it, then I will start doing things that reflect what I believe. We all just do things. We all just do things that reflect exactly what we believe. You want to know what somebody believes? Just look at what they're doing because they're doing everything they believe. And so I want to believe more. Woohoo, Lord, I thank you this morning. I thank you, Lord Jesus. You have so, so invested in us. And we could tell you first of how unworthy we would be of that. But you, Lord, put Zoe in us at the new birth. And suddenly we shine like the sun. Suddenly we are your best deal ever. So, Lord, we put on the Lord Jesus this morning. We put on the I am element. I am who you say I am. I do what you say I can do. And I have everything you say I should have. I possess the identity of the Lord Jesus. And I give you praise. Lord, it's not, it's not, it's not boastful to say I'm the righteousness of God in him. In Jesus' name, so let it be written, so let it be done. Amen. Well, let's stand up and sing a song.